Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. everybody welcome back to part two of the uh one-on-one story with jenna i'm pretty sure we could probably have a part three four five and six if we kept talking but we do uh yeah. need to uh you know be a little bit more targeted in uh in what we're talking about and as we mentioned in the first episode this episode is going to be focused a little bit less so on her journey to islam and now a little bit more on her experiences and picking up picking her brain a little bit on some of the things that she has experienced and felt as a Muslim going forward. And this is going to be focused on two main things. Number one is going to be social media, because if you haven't checked out her uh, TikTok already, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It has a lot of really inspirational and funny videos and videos about her cats. So um, who doesn't love uh, all three of those things? So definitely check it out. It's called Hey, It's Jannah. So check it out on TikTok. And uh, hopefully this video and the last one could be um, some of the videos that actually appear on her YouTube channel. So by the time you're seeing this, who knows? She might even have her uh, premiering her YouTube channel. And uh, yeah. I'm going to be the first one on it. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's going to be focused on social media. And then obviously the more meaty topic, uh, talking a little bit about... Um, her perspective and her view and experiences of approaching marriage as a revert and mine as just a regular brown, not brown, sorry, born Muslim. Whoops. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so uh, you kind of introduced yourself already, but do you want to, again, give a quick introduction? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, my name, my actual name is Ghana, but I go as Jannah. Um, so I started off doing uh, TikToks uh, during lockdown. And, you know, I, I also am from the UK. So with, I've done this in lockdown number one. And I'm proud of myself, carried on this throughout the whole year. Uh, and I've gained uh, a large following. So you know, uh, as you mentioned before, yeah, most of my videos are kind of just speaking about my experiences of being a revert or just I, I enjoy making like funny videos. And uh, yeah, also has my cat in it. <laughs> cool. um, so because you are on social media and uh, I'm sure you've probably experienced this quite a bit in the Haram police um, because 
I'm sure a lot of people don't know your story with regards to, um, you know, the context around which you have to pray, wear the hijab, et cetera, et cetera. And so have you had any really frustrating moments with this that you can share? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, when I first started uh, doing TikToks, um, you know what? <sighs> I think on every single TikTok that I make, uh, people make comments about why you're not wearing hijab, why, you know, it's like, oh, you know, she's wearing tight clothing, I stuff for law, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, and, and the thing is, it's not that I take it personally, it's the fact that it's it, it, basically everyone says the same thing again and again and again and again. And, you know, and I understand uh, people want to uh, educate other people and say, like, look, this is how it should be. You know what? You know what? We know. We know. Uh, you know, it's like all the things that people say to reverts, like, oh, look, you're doing this wrong. Or you should do this. Or, you know, maybe like a new hijabi started wearing hijab and then she's not wearing it correctly. People are like, oh, my God, your hair's showing. Like, what are you doing? Da, da, da. Like, you know what? Like, we know all of this we know exactly what we're doing because it's like someone's mentioned it to us before but yeah it's literally the most frustrating thing it's literally just everyone says it over and over again so yeah yeah no I can tell I can I can imagine how it feels because like you said there's a difference in sort of perspectives at that point because the people who are kind of typing behind their keyboard they're I'm sure there some of them are malicious and like screw them straight up right oh, but yeah. um the ones that aren't like the ones that have the right intention even they have to realize that though they're intending to educate you they also have to understand that as a muslim like you mentioned you've been a muslim for about eight months now there these some of the basic fundamental things you already know but they don't think you know that right and so i think that they make that assumption yeah. going in with like oh let me try to do this good deed and try to educate her but the fact of the matter is you already know it and if you're and it's a thing that's obviously like you said deeply personal to you and it's a journey and it's you know it's something that you're striving to do when you're constantly reminded of that over and over and over and i can imagine it gets to you and it's not just for you it's a lot of um just like people who struggle with hijab in general yeah um you know i'm i'm very blessed to have a very good following um you know everyone that i speak to or you know like okay let's just say about 95 percent of people who actually comment and like and share like they're very good people and you know alhamdulillah very grateful um however like that's like a small percentage but the thing is personally to me i don't see a problem like I really don't care. Like I just I I'm I fully detach myself from TikTok once I'm off the app. But for some people, I just feel I feel so sorry for them because I feel like they just get personally attacked. Like that, and I think that leads people to actually leave Islam because they think is this what Islam is really about? But as really in reality, it's not. It's just it's really not. It's just like these stupid people that just you know make mean comments because they have literally nothing else to do. And it's just I think it's like because it's behind the screen, it's just a lot easier to just be mean to people. Um, you know, um, so far like I know 
there's two people that left um, or about to leave as well and it's really sad because when they um, when they entered the you know so the community you know as a new Muslim and it's like you know everyone's very acceptance but then I think um, once you start to involve yourself into more sort of negative comments that's when like everything goes down you have to have like a very strong willpower and just be very strong to just not say anything to them I think because I don't really you know I I personally don't spend a lot of time just looking at the negative comments because I know they really don't matter um but yeah I just you know know, I think you made a very (laughs) good point in the feeling personally attacked so funny story actually so like I said yesterday, whenever this is released, that's a different point. But like in real time, yesterday we released the first episode of that male merit series. And so I was talking to one of my friends who was on that episode. And we had a small clip we posted on TikTok. And it was just obviously it's an hour and a half long podcast. We can only post a 30-second thing. Obviously, it's out of context, right? And so he was he texted me. He's like, Bro, why are people like attacking me? I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Like just just forget about it and move on. He's like, is it petty of me to make a TikTok to respond? I'm like, bro, just save yourself the hassle. If you if you just open that door once, it's it's going to lead down a rabbit hole that you don't want to be in. So just don't worry about it. And I went on the on the MPL TikTok and I just tried to like kind of calm people down. I'm like, listen, it's out of context. Just go watch the full video, then come back. And most people are not. Like they, they're not going to invest an hour and a half to know that they're wrong because they don't want that and so yeah it is what it is right oh, anyways rant over um you mentioned something also very very important in that one thing i remember asking one of the local imams here and they said that a lot of reverts even after they leave islam they don't actually have a problem with islam they have a problem with muslim people and that's the thing that they can't tolerate anymore and so, like you said, there's a few people on, on, on social media who haven't been welcomed by the Muslim community. And because of that, they've reconsidered their faith. Do you know anyone or have you personally ever gotten to the point where like the comments are just so bad and so toxic where you're like, that's it. I'm, I'm off TikTok or I'm uh, Islam. These Muslim people are just like too crazy for me. No, no, you know what? I've never had anything like that. Um, as I said before, like I'm like ninety five percent of those people that are actually followers, like you know, and people that comment are really nice people. And oh, thank like, you. And honestly, like I'm just very grateful because it's like I've definitely seen like other reverts, and it's just like they get really horrible comments, and I'm just like, um, crap. <laughs> but like I, you know what? I do get the odd um comment where like i mean i i if you check like at least one of my tiktok is like where's your hijab that's like that is the number one question but i think sometimes it gets frustrating um but then at the same time it's like it doesn't matter how many times you're gonna tell them there's just still there's still people gonna be like where you know why are you not wearing one but you know it's just and then i also get comments about like you know like oh did you come back for a guy did you you know and this and that i'm just like if you want the answer to that question it was in our first episode and the answer was yes no i'm kidding um (laughs) it was not yes um yeah you you know i 
Um, so whenever I try to have a guest, I try to do my homework on them. And I really wanted to ask you this. So one of your TikToks, it was actually pretty funny. And I actually laughed was regarding the hijab comment. You, well, I think you opened like a washing machine and you just looked into it. You're like looking for where I was looking for your opinion. And I, I found that, I found that really funny. So that was very creative. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, uh, I it's just in, in my in my family um, how we do. Like the thing is, it's like we always talk in sarcasm constantly, and and honestly, it's just like sometimes I just want to reply to people. I just think like honestly, it's like what is your what I ask your opinion, and it's like you know, and 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 I was like, you know, I'm just gonna make a video about it. I I don't have any makeup on. I had my you know my mini headband. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm surprised that video got quite enough views. So I thought it's just like you know it's just a normal video, and I was gonna really see it like a vibe. But yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that because. Um... Yeah, like, I think people need to realize, especially guys, like, the the hijab is something that's very personal, and irrespective of how you do it, whether it's a turban, a little bit of a hair showing, not wearing a hijab, or, I don't know, wearing a burqa even, like, just let it be, let them take care of it, like, just, you know, let them, um, let them uh, figure it out. You know what, um, you know what, one thing I've realized is also, um, women don't say anything about the hijab i probably get like okay so probably one out of like 10 women would probably say something but like almost every other guy mentions about it and it's so, it's so funny because it's like you know men are so sorry to say men not all men of course but like most men on my social media they they are the first to say about these type of things and I, and it's like you know it shouldn't really concern you as much you know um because you know they don't really understand how it is and how what it feels like to go through something like that because you know and um because for muslim women it's like the first thing they um especially hijabi women it's like when people look at them it's like you can easily like instantly tell this woman is a muslim woman and you know and they represent islam whereas you know um a man within islam it's just like you know especially if they live in sort of western sort of culture and stuff and you know they just blend in so it's not really fair to just kind of like comment on basically a woman because i don't i don't think they get it yeah yeah no, honestly, you're 100% correct because I was watching a um, a lecture by Yasser Qadi and he mentioned very something very similar to what you were saying in that. Did you run away? Oh, okay, you're still here. Um, <laughs> yes, Yasser Qadi, he mentioned something very similar in that he was saying, listen, like a lot of guys and just people in general, they they comment on women wearing hijabs or not and he's he gave a very simple sort of rule of thumb he's like listen if they're not in your direct circle if that's not your sister if that's not your mother if that's not your daughter just don't comment leave them alone right and he said the onus should actually be on women because women know the struggle they know what it takes to actually go through that journey and wear the hijab so the guy should just shut the hell up 
and the girls need to be the ones who are talking to people who are struggling with it and saying, listen, I know what it feels like. I know what you're going through. Let's work on this together because they're the ones who will actually be able to support you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's just, um, you know, for myself, like I personally, I don't take them, you know, those type of comments seriously. And, but I know, I like, I've spoken to a few reverts and it's like, you know, when guys make comments like these, especially guys, it's like, it's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. Cause it's like, when it comes from a woman, it's like, you can, you still have sort of something similar in common. Like you, you kind of understand. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it's just, I know some, some girls um, that I've spoken to before, you know, that would want to wear the hijab, but then it's like, when, as soon as they see, um, you know, another sister being bashed by it, then it's just like, you know what, like, I don't want to wear it anymore, only for that specific reason, and that is very damaging, and it's, honestly, it's like, you know, some people, people they're not aware of the damage that they do, and it's quite sad, to be fair. And not only the damage, like, emotionally, like, from like even like an islamic perspective imagine like imagine what you're gonna say to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment when this girl complains about you and you being the reason why she couldn't wear the hijab okay. right so yeah um to end on a somber note we'll transition a little bit away from social media to I am really yeah. curious to know a little bit uh, about this and feel free to share whatever you're comfortable sharing. Obviously, uh, in the in the earlier episode, you mentioned that you were sort of like a blend between like, I don't even know, like agnosticism, Christianity. It was kind of like a bit kind of all over the place, but you weren't really yeah. affiliated with like a particular faith or their like teachings or like their, uh, yeah, teachings, I guess. And so I'm curious to know how you view relationships has actually changed before you were a Muslim, from before we, from before you were a Muslim to now, now that you are a Muslim, because typically in Western society, the prescribed way of getting in a relationship is you start dating someone, you get to know them, maybe you'll move in with them, you'll have like, they'll be your girlfriend or boyfriend, and then maybe you'll get married, or maybe you'll just have children, and it'll just be like a common law sort of thing uh whereas now like the only way for you to get into a relationship is you have to get married i can imagine that must have seen like a pretty big step in like oh i can just oh, go from like yeah. dating this guy to like wait i can only touch him if i marry him what <laughs> so when it comes to that um it's it's a bit of a sticky topic <laughs> Um, so obviously, because my, you know, my family were sort of, um, my, my, basically most of my family are Christian and, you know, and uh, my dad's not around anymore. So it's like, we could, we can't really do the, the typical uh, Islamic way to get married, you know, like when um, the man's supposed to come to, you know, ask, uh, you know, my dad and stuff like that. Um, so obviously things have changed, circumstances have changed and, you know, and for me, I think it's like, it's a little bit too, I don't know, because 
I don't know it's just it's really weird because it's like um you know I wouldn't jump into marriage straight away like because it's like you know because it's really difficult to find to kind of do everything right correctly for me at least but I have a bit of a plan of like how to do things so personally what I would do uh, and I know it's like not the right way to do it but obviously when I do start to speak to someone I you know I do say to them like look this is my intention um I'm getting to know you for sole purpose of to marrying you in the future like and the future could be like I don't know within half a year to a year stuff like that you know and um and before (laughs) obviously before converting like um getting intimate with someone was like it wasn't really an issue but I think is I always felt like I don't know like I, sh- I should wait a lot always I always thought like I should wait a lot longer and and stuff like that and I just I used to feel kind of like I'm not supposed to do this and I think now as a Muslim now I'm just kind of like you know what I, I think this gives me another reason to be like you know what I'm just gonna try to save myself for someone who I actually uh, want to marry so you know and I think I'm I'm kind of glad to have like Islam you know there so just kind of like okay um I don't know I, I don't know how to phrase this correctly but I am very happy the fact that like Islam is kind of telling me like no I should wait for that person because before I would have let you know I wouldn't say I let myself go but like I would like sleep with someone and and it's like once you do that you exchange energies and it's like they affect uh you know how you are as a person and it affects you mentally as well and how you deal with other relationships and um and you know once you get intimate with someone it's like it's more you're more likely to get hurt whereas now if i you know get it gets to know someone for marriage and if it doesn't work out you know I mean, yeah, I'm going to be sad, but I'm not going to be, like, devastated, you know, if I've got intimate with them. So it's just, I, I, I like basically that side of things. <laughs> like, you know what, I try to phrase things as carefully as I can. <laughs> um, am I, am I going to hear, like, a different version after I stop recording? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Okay, sounds good. I guess we should stop recording now because I'm really curious. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I have a question. Um, you mentioned a lot about some of the benefits that you see from uh, from the Islamic model of getting married. And I, I can see, I can relate to a lot of the benefits you're mentioning, mainly because I'm biased and that I haven't really experienced anything else. So obviously I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense, right? Um, but do you... I don't want to call this as like a drawback, but comparing the two, do you kind of feel like I kind of wish this was something I could do, or this is something that I think would be helpful to get to know someone better? I, I, I also I'm going to try to word this very carefully because I don't want to men- I don't want to portray it in a way where there's like it's like a flaw or anything like that. But just kind of comparing the two experiences, do you feel like? there were some benefits to the uh the dating model so okay um so islamically so having that dating sort of benefit let's just say 
so in Islam obviously you're supposed to get married to the person and I think the only issue is like if you get married to them uh, and obviously after a while you get to know that their true self how they are and if it's someone you think like I can imagine some people that think like oh, who that you know who have I married <laughs> who have I got married to um, and obviously if it leads to divorce and it's like divorce is like a very long process I can imagine whereas having that sort of dating benefits like you don't have um you know there's no strings attached if it doesn't work out then it's like you know it was nice getting to know you you know good luck in your search and you just carry on type of thing um but at the same time it it does lead to it can lead to heartbreak for some people definitely yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting you mentioned that because even when i would have conversations with my mom she would tell me the same thing. She's like, listen, like, she's like, whoever you're interested in is fine, but make sure you do a really good job at actually understanding how they are and what the nature is of that person. Because she was talking to me from a female perspective. She's like, because I don't have any sisters or anything. So I, the only like female influence I have is my mom. So I always go to her for like girly talk things, right? Um, So she would always tell me, she's like, listen, girls and, and guys too, like, I'm just speaking from my own perspective right now. Girls and guys mm-hmm. both can put up a really good front and show you that they're an amazing person. Oh, but, yeah. the moment, but the moment you sign those papers, it's like they were a completely different person, right? And, and this actually um, links to like, even like a hadith. I don't know how like strong this hadith is, but even when you're getting to marry some or getting to know someone, you're supposed to, it's encouraged for you to talk to someone in that they've that they've lived with, that they've traveled with, and that they have done business with. So that now you know how they deal with money, how they deal with other people, and how they deal with like traveling. I don't know what the benefit in that is, but hey, if it's prescribed, might as well do it, right? No, you know what? You know why people say, you know what? Because of what my sister usually says, um, uh, it's like oh uh, just people in general what they say is like um obviously in the western world it's like if you go on a date like oh no if you go on a holiday with the guy or if you move in with them it's like then you kind of get like the kind of an idea of what they're actually like so yeah i i can understand the travel bit because <laughs> it's like my sister's like um you know she would go on holiday she went on a holiday with a guy like a long time ago for a week and she realized she doesn't want to ever see him again <laughs> wow <That's intense>. yeah <laughs> savage <laughs> yeah um, we can we can uh, drop his uh social media things down below and send him some hate <laughs> no i'm kidding i'm kidding um but yeah no it's interesting actually funny story so in grade 12 so as i mentioned yesterday i went to an islamic school and in grade 12 our it was really cool our graduating trip was actually to go do umrah which was a fantastic experience in itself. And I was rooming with two of my best friends. And so it couldn't have gotten any better. Except after the trip ended, they were like, bro, you spend so much time in the shower. You don't let us use the washroom. And so, I don't know. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there. You do you <laughs> get to know more people after you travel with them and see how long they're spending the washroom. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now that we've talked a little bit about like the two models, I wanted to also ask you, uh, this is a kind of a loaded question, so I'll ask like step by step. 
Um, do you think that because you're a revert, you're disadvantaged in any way uh, in your search for a spouse? And uh, I'm, I'm not asking this because I forgot, totally not. But um, how old were you again? <laughs> Just for the, for, the listener, for the listeners to contextualize your experiences. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 21. Okay, yeah, for the listeners, totally. Of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so um, I think, yeah, sometimes there is a disadvantage, um, I think, to mainly with traditional families. So when I say traditional, I was like more, um, you know, when his parents want a girl from the same country or same community basically or something like that um so you know because within like the muslim sort of community there's a lot of you know uh, asian like you know pakistani bengali uh you know and there's like middle eastern um and it's like they kind of like to stay within the communities and sometimes when i look at white girls they're like i don't know it's just it's kind of it's it's, it's it's different it's like um you know kind of similar to you know how the ex- experience for you know someone of a darker skin color as well um you know because because it's like so far I've, I've noticed they also have um you know a struggle to find a partner just because of their sort of like their background uh and you know it's like with those sort of things I can relate to a certain point um however it's like I tend to talk to people who have families who are a little bit more acceptance. So usually, um, usually what they say is like, you know, like the girl has to be just Muslim and that's it. Like, you know, they don't really care where she's from or stuff, stuff like that. You know, she just has to be a good person, you know? And, and I'm thinking like, you know, that's great. But some people uh, I have in the past going to know someone and... And I asked about these things, like, have, you know, I usually ask the questions like, um, how would your family react? Obviously, uh, me being uh, European, um, usually they're like, oh, yeah, they should be fine. But then it's like, I asked them another qu- following question up to that. And I say, um, you know, has anyone in your family has done this before? You know, like, went outside of, uh, you know, your own sort of culture, you know, and stuff like that. And they were like, yeah, this never happened. And I'm just like, how are you so sure that they're just going to, you know, accept me straight away? Do you get what I mean? So I think um, when it comes to culture, it's really difficult. But like people who are quite open-minded, which they should be, um, you know, I I don't really see a problem. I don't know. I think nowadays, I I think it's just because where I live, I live in London, so it's very multicultural. So it's probably a lot easier to, um, trying to find a potential, you know, spouse, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's still issues that arise. Yeah, no, I think something that you hit on, like bang on, was the um, parental acceptance piece, and like I personally think that you should have a conversation with your parents before you have a conversation with the girl, because at the end of the day if you know both your parents are just going to straight up be like nope like if you if you marry someone out of our culture like you're dead to us then okay you have two options now number one 
is try to convince them. Or number two is move on. Don't waste your time. Don't waste the other person's time and just let it go. Because the fact is like, and I don't think people realize this. Like if you intentionally go and court somebody and you know that it's going to be hard for them, you're just toying with their emotions at that point. And only Allah knows what the uh, what the punishment for that is, right? Yeah. And like for me, like 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 I keep referencing to the marriage thing just because it got released yesterday. Like I was saying, like the biggest thing is telling you, like you don't have to have your parents be there every step of the way. But listen, like if you're interested in someone, you should tell them, like, hey, like I'm interested in someone, and they should be in the know of it because if they're not, and you just come like if you're if you're a year into talking to somebody you're already emotionally attached and you're everything and you're like oh yeah by the way she's white um and then they say no then what happens right what happens to you what happens to her who knows so that's my personal recommendation Mm -hmm. just make sure your parents are hopefully accepting if not then at least in the know because like ultimately like even when i talk to like a bunch of different imams about this they're like parents in the beginning can be kind of like hard in their way of thinking but ultimately they want what's best for you so they'll, they'll soften up later yeah yeah, yeah you know it's the same with like you know like for reverts as well it's just like going outside of um just you know out of <laughs> your community because it's like my mom ideally wanted to for me to date someone who's very similar to how we are um so I'm originally from Lithuania so she would she wouldn't mind if I date like if I found anyone who's uh, you know also Eastern European or like at least English you know like um so you know with the lighter complexion but no, me and my sister, we, we um, over time, we just, you know, kind of had a, a, a preference to just go for, a, like, a, a different culture or, you know, stuff like that. Because it's just, um, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, you know, I think I, like, I sometimes I think about it and I think, um, you know, if people like different communities, they like you know they mar- marry outside of their community, and then it's like we we're gonna become more acceptant of each other because I feel like sometimes we're very divided, you know. And that's what you know, especially like with different races and stuff. It's like I don't know, but like in my family, it was just like it was like before maybe like about ten years ago when I first moved here, it was just like don't dare date anyone else who's a different color but now it's just I think the more we sort of um interact with more people the, the more we get to know other, you know other people um of a different culture and it's just it's like a lot easier to get along with people I can imagine yeah um follow-up question on what you said how would your mom react to you marrying a muslim guy Oh, she wouldn't have a problem. Oh, really? I think it's, yeah, you know what? Because <sighs> it's like, um, as I mentioned in the first episode, like, me and my mom had an argument. <laughs> and um, I remember my dad, he uh, he sat down with me and he was just like, personally, look, um, we don't care. If the guy you date is Muslim or if you have Muslim friends or, like, you know, hang out with, Muslims, whatever, like, 
it's just like I really don't see my problem but obviously they only had the problem of me converting at the time so you know so yeah like and, and plus uh on top of that my my sister's boyfriend is also Muslim so you know it's kind of broken the ice for me basically oh wow really that's cool is is he the one that she uh, took a vacation she's like no never never again <laughs> no 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 <laughs> That happened like probably like three three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've asked you a lot about your experiences. If you have any questions for me, feel free. Um. Yeah. Like. Okay. So, for example. Um. Okay. I I know asking you is like could everyone would be like a different answer. But okay, so for example, if you um, dated, uh, dated, well, not at least got to know someone outside of the culture, how would your family react? Stop asking me all these personal questions. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> sure, people want to know these type of things. Um, so here's here's my family dynamic. My dad <laughs> is very very easygoing. He straight up is like, listen, it's your, you have to make the decision that's best for you it's your life and like alhamdulillah i'm i think i've matured pretty well and i think i'm at the same level or higher than a lot of my peers and so throughout since i was like 15 16 my parents would come to me to make like family decisions because they knew i was in a position in terms of maturity to offer some valuable insight and so my dad alhamdulillah has a lot of trust in me and he knows that I'm not going to make a stupid, silly decision that's not rooted in evidence and rooted in logic, because I think very like analytically. My mom, she is open to the idea of it. My mom has a preference. And I've, I've talked to her about this a lot of times. For her, she doesn't care about culture. The problem is her English isn't so good. Like she can converse with someone. But uh, so my, my family speaks Urdu and for my mom, her main thing she told me was like, listen, I actually make dua for you that your wife is first and foremost, a very, very good Muslim. She has amazing character and she's going to be, she's going to make you happy. She's like, after those three, I would like it if I could speak heart to heart with her, because like I said, I don't have any sisters and my mom, she really wants like a daughter figure. And so I know the way my mom is going to act with her daughter-in-law is going to be like a very special relationship. And the thing is, because of that, she wants to be able to have like those, those mother-daughter moments, those intimate moments and speak truly from her heart and welcome her with open arms. But it's a little bit hard for her to do that if there's a bit of a language barrier. But I have, I have talked to her because um, I'm, I'm very open with my parents. I, I actually, I used to talk to my parents about marriage when I was in like grade 12. Like it was a very normalized thing for me because like I said, the whole maturity thing, right? And so I've talked to them multiple, multiple times. And yeah, my dad is just like, listen, do your thing. Just don't like, don't be stupid. And my mom is like, listen, um, you can do it. And she needs to be first, like, like I said, a religious person, a good person. And then after that, if that's a decision you want to make, then fine. But, you know, just know that there is going to be a learning curve for me and a learning curve for your, for your wife as well. If, if we're going to have a strong, like beautiful relationship and I accepted that I said, okay, that's great. 
And so when I am personally looking at people, that sounds really weird, but <laughs> if, if I were to go and court someone, I wouldn't really care um, if they were Canadian, Indian, Pakistani, Turkish, um, whatever. Like for me, it would be more of a, does this person align? Okay, so I'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent right now, okay? Okay. For me, the biggest thing is growth, hands down. And it's growth in three areas. Growth in terms of your dean, growth in terms of your professional life, and growth in terms of you personally. And that includes your intellect, your physique, everything, right? I, I will never shy away from saying I, I, love, I love fitness, I love sports, I love exercising. So I would want someone who's also dedicated to things like that. I am a person who's very ambitious. And so I would love someone who is also ambitious in terms of their personal and professional goals. Because if, the, if they're not, it's just going to be a mismatch. I try yeah, my best, my ultimate best to make sure every day I do something that is grounded in faith to make me a better person. Whether that's picking up a Quran and reading one verse, whether that's fasting on a Monday or a Thursday, whether that's attending a halakha from the MSA, or whether that's just sending a nice text to a friend, whatever it may be, I try my best to do something so that if I die, at least I have something to show for it, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it, it's it's a it's a interesting way of thinking, but that's me. And so if I want to look for someone, I have to look for someone who aligns in that regard. And if that happens, if, if a person aligns in that regard, and there are I don't know, British, Canadian, Turkish, Italian, who cares, right? It's, yeah. I'm spending my life with that person. They're going to be the mother of my children. So I need to be, I need to be aligned with them more so than what language they speak or what food they eat or what clothes they wear. That's how I think. And I'm trying to instill that in my parents as well. Yeah. Um, you know, what? I think a lot of people have like this mentality now where it's more, I think, a lot of people are in our generation they are a little bit more open-minded whereas I think before it was just like you know for the older generation it was a lot harder to actually accept something like that because obviously we, we are, <laughs> this is what I personally think I think it's because like we um you know we're all on our phones we're on social media and we're, you know we're able to talk to each other even though we live in like completely you know different continents you know you know you know um and it's just so easy to talk to people you don't even know. Uh, so I think that's why we're more accepting. However, I do have one question though. Um, do you, like, uh, born in a Muslim family, do you feel more pressure to get married? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. So my, again, my mom and my dad are pretty different in this regard. Uh, again, my dad is a like, very nonchalant. He's like, listen, like, if you want to get married, I'll support you. If you want to wait till you're 30, I'll support you. I don't care, right? Because my dad is very much like, this is your life and you have to live it in a way that's meaningful to you and that's whatever you think is best. Obviously, like, don't kill somebody, you know, like, stay true to your dean. Just be a good person. For my dad, the biggest thing he says and he emphasizes is character, character, character. It's like, live wherever you want in the world, do whatever you want in this world, but just make sure that your character is subpar to none. And I try my best to do that. 
of course I have my bad days. Of course I sin. Of course I do all these things, but you know, that that's something I, he instilled in me from a very young age. My mom, on the other hand, I think for her, um, I think a little bit because I have an older brother, but he has expressed that he's not getting married anytime soon because he's kind of doing his own thing. And so yeah. because it's just me and him, naturally the spotlight is now on me. And I am in, I'm in a five-year program and I'm in my fourth year right now. So inshallah, I'm going to graduate in 14 months, 15 months, something like that. And like, alhamdulillah, I'm in a good program where I know that my, I know I'm doing steps related to securing my career right now so that inshallah, I won't have a problem with that going forward. And so I'm, I'm, it's not to sound like arrogant or anything, but I'm going in with the assumption that I will be financially stable when I graduate or like shortly after I graduate. Inshallah, it turns out well and it goes according to plan. And so now because my mom and I have this assumption, she's like, listen, if I come across someone that I like, I'm going to tell you about it. And she's like, if you come across someone you like, you tell me about it. I'm like, cool, that's a good deal. And so randomly, sometimes I'll be chatting with her because like I said, I talk to my parents every every night and sometimes she'll be like, you know, there's this girl. I'm like, no, 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 we're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. Um, I think it's, there's a little bit of pressure, but I think because I'm a guy, it's definitely not as much. And because I, I prefer to meet someone organically and for me to bring someone to them, I, I, I'm a little bit hesitant on using those other resources, like, uh, like those dating apps and, uh, Rista aunties. Do you know about Rista aunties? <laughs> I've heard about the aunties, yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Um, those I'm, I'm hesitant on using those mediums right now because I'm still like I'm 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 gonna be 22 in like a couple weeks, right? So I'm basically 22. It's like I'm only 22. I'm a guy. Like Alhamdulillah, I I have a future. Inshallah, it turns out the way I wanted to, and so I don't feel that pressure yet. It's a little bit starting from my mom, but it's it's nothing too too crazy where it's like go, like the next person who comes, like you gotta, you gotta, like it's nothing like yeah. that. Yeah. Do you feel do you feel a pressure on yourself? Uh I think yeah, I think so at the moment a little bit. Like there's no pressure, but there's pressure, if that makes sense. So um my I've got an older sister she's 29 and obviously she's she's not married yet she has a boyfriend but she's been dating for like about a year and a half now I you know I just I, I don't know what the plans are and my sister she has a very stubborn character so you know and she's like you know no I'm not gonna get married until this happens until that happens this happens whereas I'm it's like if it comes it comes it's like you know I really don't I really don't mind you know so my mom's like fully given up on my sister. She's like, yeah, she can do whatever she wants now. Like, <laughs> so now, um, like the focus is on me. So welcome to the club. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> she was like, you know, like we would talk about like just random things and she's like, you know, and, and, uh, the conversation about grandkids like turn up and then she looks at me and I'm like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> you know, like things like that. Um, and I think 
uh, you know, especially like after uh, my dad's passed away. So like my, I've got a really small family, like I got a tiny, tiny family. So, you know, and, you know, you're not having my dad anymore. It's like, it's got even smaller. So um, my mom, I think, I don't know. She just wants us to just grow a family to just, you know, because even though we have a very small family, our bond is very, very strong. But she wants me and my sister to experience, uh, you know, like a bond, but with, you know, like an, a girl or family, just like how, that's, that, just how she went through things, you know, because we're very close with, you know, everyone from my dad's side of the family, like, you know, like, and, uh, you know, from my mom's side, it's like, um, you know, all of us are really, really close. And, and you know, and uh, my mom wants me, to, you know, wants the same for me, you know. And also, my, my mom, she really wants grandkids. So, you know, she's like, you know, time to find someone. <laughs> I've been single for like about two or two, two years and something months. So she's like, um, I've not been looking. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's, it's not easy. Let's just say. So, right. I, I'm, I'm curious as a, because I'm a guy. And so, culturally it's the norm for if i'm interested in someone's like you have to approach them and so for you as a girl and especially as a revert do you like do you just kind of want someone to come to you or are you like if you like someone you're like i'm gonna go for it and just hope for the best um so with me um i've I thought, you know, if I, if I want something, I tend to just get it myself. So I just kind of tend to, you know, if I really like someone and I think like, oh, great. Like, you know, I would go approach them myself. But um, if someone approaches me, then it's just like, it's great. Like, you know, save me energy, right? But um, um, at the moment, I am on mismatch. So How's that? I've heard uh, very uh, interesting stories about that. Let's just say I've been like on and off on the app since like August, September, I think. Mm. Yeah, my friend, she was like, I think you should. Because fingers, because I was like, you know, like I, I, I took my shahad and maybe like f- three, four months after I was just like, okay, I think I'm ready to date. Like not what day, like look for someone. And uh, yeah, she was like, I think you should get it for me that was great because it's just like i know on this app it's only muslim men you know yeah. it kind of narrows down so that's the bracket um but yeah it's i heard a lot of people time, on those apps are just we're there to waste time yeah you know what it's just it's literally tinder but for just for muslim men and women honestly mm-hmm <laughs> Like, the thing is, it's like, uh, if if you talk to someone that you like and you talk about marriage and they actually, like, on the same page, just like, are you are you sure? Like, are you lying to me? Like, because the thing is, I've had, I've had a, a few guys lie to me, say like, oh, yeah, this is my intention. This is what I want to do. And then it's like, not live up to the word, basically. Mm. You're better with that. Uh, yeah oh, i've tried to ask about like the marriage question so like um so i'm very straight up and very upfront and i say like okay look um this is this is what i want 
uh, are you on the same page? And then it's like they try to like swerve the questions or not try not to answer them or try to literally go around whatever I'm trying to say. And it's just like, what's the point? Honestly, what's the point? Right. You know, there's this other app. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's called TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you know, I like TikTok is a great place to meet people, but not today. <laughs> at least I don't think so <laughs> I would agree I mean yeah I I would yeah you know what I, I don't want to I don't think I'm ready to publicize my opinion on TikTok just yet um but I have a question for you I've had this conversation with a lot of my like born Muslim friends but I would I would ask you because you're a revert and you're the perfect person to answer this I, I have asked them that from from a, uh, me, I'm speaking as a guy right now, but it, it, I guess it could work for anyone, whether a guy or a girl. Do you expect or do you want someone to be more lenient to you or other reverts when they're considering them for marriage? Because the way I look at it is that, let's take the hijab, for example. I know you have expressed in the previous episode that that's something you're looking to do by the end of this year, next year, whatever. So it's part of your plan for growth, really. Mm -hmm. But when I look at someone who's a born Muslim who isn't wearing the hijab, the way I look at that is, yes, they are on their journey, but they have had a lot more time than, say, someone like you to be on that journey. So to me, it's less growth and more of like a plateau. So the conversation led to, okay, if you were to consider a revert, would you be more lenient to them and kind of be a bit more flexible in your in your criteria, so to speak? Or would you be like, no, you have to treat me like you would anybody? Mm, I, um, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to a certain extent, you can't... Um, you can't really treat stuff like a revert the same way you would treat like a you know a regular Muslim, like not a regular Muslim, but like born Muslim. So, because it's like, you know, you was <laughs> technically it's like you are brought up at being told everything how everything does and how everything works, and it is like, and if you want to make a decision, okay, look, I'm gonna start wearing hijab, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Like, I think you'd be more supported from your family, whereas it's like as a revert like we have to go over even more and extra um obstacles uh in life it's just uh, it's a lot difficult so it's like you know the fact that we're getting the same treatment would be a little bit unfair but at the same time it's like i don't know like you don't want to be too lenient like you can't just be like oh you can just do whatever you want because like, i think you also have to have like a preference because i know there's some reverts i i think like there's a few guys that are like reverts but i think it's like they don't practice um you know and um they drink every now and again but but you know but they say like yeah but i i believe and it's like it's a little bit different you know for everyone so it's like it's, you know i don't know it really depends because it's like because it's, everyone's situation is completely different from each other's so it's really hard to say yeah i agree yeah i i i yeah I, I think every time i talk to my friends about it we we never really come to a consensus it's just i personally i think my answer is similar to yours i think yes you should be 
but there are certain deal breakers that are deal breakers for anybody right like for instance like you mentioned drinking like I don't care if you're revert or not that's unacceptable to me right but if you're looking at something like for example I don't know like the hijab for example right like uh actually yeah this is a good example like I've talked to my mom about this and I used to be I used to think that I used to tell my mom like listen I'm only gonna marry a hijabi girl like that's it like no questions asked and she sat me down one day and she said she just kept asking she's like, okay tell me more about like what you're looking for etc and so then all a lot of it like I said boiled down to character because that's what's been instilled in me from a very young age and she told me something very important and she was like listen yes the hijab is very important yes it's people who wear it are are the people who are literally symbols of your religion but even like my mom for example she, that's something that she learned to do like wearing the hijab that's something she learned to do but her character is immaculate like i've learned so much from her and my dad and uh, and she was like listen yes hijab is great whatever but you have to understand that there are some people who are better people that just don't have a headscarf and that's just a fact yeah. of the matter. And even when we um, did the marriage episode with the imams, the the lady, um, her name is Sister Sarah. She literally said, she's like, listen, there are so many women out there that just because they don't wear a headscarf, they get discounted. But they're so, so, so practicing. They're such good people. But for whatever reason, they don't wear it. And even throughout my university experience and dealing with people, I've noticed the exact same thing. I've met people that are such good people, but they don't wear the headscarf, whatever, like fine. And there's some people who do, and you would expect them to act and behave in a certain way. And they're just ridiculous. Like they're so rude. Yeah. They, they, they're like toxic people, literally. And um, yeah, so yeah, that, that kind of changed my mind a little bit. Like, yeah, but. I don't yeah like honestly like uh being on tiktok i i you know also get to meet a lot of other reverts and like uh girls looking into islam and it's like it's like before even converting you think like i would never oh you know even because it's like for some girls they don't have intentions of wearing the hijab straight away like you know maybe there's a goal within the next five years you know you know you never know but it's like they think like oh i have to and this is like and otherwise it's like i'm gonna be a bad muslim if i do this and stuff like that and um shouldn't think that way honestly it's just it's, it re- no one else's opinion really matters except from for allah and that's it yeah yeah no i think that that's the balance right it's like you should push yourself to grow but it's like even guilt there's healthy guilt and there's unhealthy guilt right so yeah. i guess you got to find that balance yeah i mean that's honestly all the questions i had so if you if there's anything else you want to ask or talk about we can um but yeah floor is open um how are you yeah, i think i've i think i've asked like what i want to do deeper questions <laughs> for now wait well don't know maybe you know if this uh these two episodes blow up then we can make a third one sure sounds good <laughs> yeah all right cool well thank you so much for joining i really do appreciate you taking the time out i know uh hopefully episode three doesn't have to wait five whole months 
Um, but yeah, no, this was honestly, it was really nice chatting with you. And I hope that whoever's listening to this has benefited somewhat from this conversation. I uh, hope my parents who are listening to this didn't get offended by anything I said. And I didn't, uh, you know, uh, mention something that, that was wrong. Hopefully not. Tried to portray them in the best light I could. And yeah, thank you for joining, honestly. And um, yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, thank you for having me, you know. <laughs> of course, anytime, anytime. Hopefully this won't be the last time that you uh, come on MPL. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be the last. I think there's going to be more. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. And I mean, if this goes on your channel, then I have no idea what's your channel's that direction it's headed in. But um, we shall see. But yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you once again to Zafar Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.